God has absolutely uh, been good to us this morning. And so um, I'm excited. I'm excited about the next few minutes. It's been good all day. But the next few minutes are going to feel different uh, than, than a normal uh, church service. You know, if you've been around for a little bit, you've been here the last three weeks, you know that we have been going through uh, 21 days as a church of prayer and fasting. 21 days of prayer and fasting. And um, our elders, our pastors just came to that place where we believed we needed to do that because there was this desire in us to see God move in our church like never before. So in anticipation of that and to ask him to do that, we began to seek God like never before. And so we called the church into 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, 21 days. And we had, we had seven petitions that we wanted to put before the Lord. Seven things we were asking God for. Things like 500 salvations in one year. That's, God's got to do that. <laughs> that's, that's a God thing, right? Um, we were asking for things like uh, the outpouring of his Holy Spirit and his presence in every single worship service. That we would never ever gather on a Sunday or a Wednesday and his presence wouldn't fall among us. We were asking for things like revival in the hearts of his people, right? That, that we would experience revival and that men and women, the men and women of new beginnings would, um, would, would reach um, would embrace this call to be disciples and get serious about their faith and their walk with the Lord and become disciples who make disciples. That's a God thing. That's a breakthrough that God has to bring in our, in our heart. Um, we were asking for uh, supernatural provision. God has given us a vision to have two and three more campuses here for new beginnings, Hallsville, Kilgore, just to see God do all over East Texas what he's doing among us. And we've asked him if he would provide for that. So that's one of the breakthroughs. God, would you, would you meet those needs? Um, and so we've had these things that we've put before the Lord. But here's what we also know. Uh, while those are the things we're praying for, new beginnings, the, 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 our, our global church um, New Beginnings is made up of hundreds of individual families and thousands of individuals who walk with the Lord and every single family and every single individual has areas in their life where we need breakthrough. Breakthrough is not just spiritual talk. Where you need breakthrough is those areas where you feel like you've, you've wanted to, to grow, you've wanted to uh, experience freedom in these areas. You've, you've wanted to break free from this addiction. There's this area where you've needed healing. There's this um, area where you've wanted to grow and you just haven't been able to get through because you've just been throwing your best effort at it. And we all have those areas where we need breakthrough, where we need the power of God to engage our life. And so we called the church to 21 days of prayer and fasting, praying for miracles, for breakthrough, for healing for deliverance from addiction, for salvation of lost loved ones, children, spouses, right? We've prayed for breakthrough. Um, and so I know that many of you have been a part of that with us. Many of you embrace this challenge of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And can we just be honest? Wasn't easy, right? I will tell you, this has been one of the most challenging things I've ever done. 
in my walk with the Lord. How many of you, if you did the 21 days of prayer and fasting, just would just slip your hand up, acknowledge, this was, this was not easy for me. It was a challenge. This was a challenge for me. The rest of you super Christians, whatever. And so, <laughs> this was a challenge, you know. Um, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I will tell you this, it's also one of the richest things I've ever done. There has been a deepening of my love for Jesus and his word that I did not have 21 days ago. You go, well, a pastor shouldn't say that. I, well, I'm just gonna. There's been a deepening of my love for Christ and of my love for his word. And I'll tell you a little bit about my own you know, breakthrough. Um, but today is gonna be about celebrating those together. So if you've been a part of the 21 day prayer and fast, and there are specific things that you've been praying. And in this season, God spoke a word to your heart. God brought a breakthrough to your life in this 21 days of prayer and fasting. We want to hear about it. We're going to share that this morning. And you go, well, what if he brought, what if he did something cool like six months ago? That's great. What I want to celebrate today is what he's done through your 21 days. Because I know those of you that embraced that with me, there were specific things that you drew a circle around. You went, I need God to move in this thing in my life. And he's answered some of those prayers. I know because I've got pages of them right here where people have texted in and emailed in their stories where God brought breakthrough and, um, and deliverance. And so we're going to share those today. So already some of you are going, hmm, does that mean i got to speak into a mic? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, so... If you've been a part of this, then I want to hear how God spoke to your heart. You know, and if you didn't do it, it's not a problem. I would tell you, prayer and fasting is the means by which God might invade the breakthrough you need. So if you want to know more about how to do that, find one of these people that have done it and go tell me how to do what you just did because I need God to move. So if you've been a part of it, I want to hear that. Now, why do we do that? Why do we share? Psalm 107 says, uh, the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed, that's us. We're the redeemed of the Lord. And here's something uniquely beautiful happens. When God's people courageously step out to share what God has done, God's goodness and his faithfulness, we have to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I don't think there's any place we see this more clearly illustrated in God's word than in 1 John chapter 1. I just want you to see what God's word says. It says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, <clears throat> excuse me, concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. So he's talking about all the things they've seen God do and experienced from God. Verse 3, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you. Why? So that you too may have, everybody say that word, you may have what? Fellowship with us. That you may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. John said, we cannot help but share with you the things that we have seen and heard and experienced and touched and saw God do and seen God do in our life. And he said, two things happen when we do that. One, it's going to deepen our fellowship. 
It's going to deepen our fellowship. What do you mean? It's going to connect us to one another in ways we weren't connected before. When you share what God did for you in these 21 days, it's going to connect to someone who needs God to do that in their life in the next 21 days. So it deepens our fellowship, but it also increases our joy in Jesus. Because when I hear of God's faithfulness in your life, it makes me love him more. (laughs) It makes me celebrate him more. It makes me just overwhelmed at his goodness. And so today is about celebrating the goodness of God. Now I want to tell you uh, what we're about to do makes me a little nervous. Makes me a little nervous, a little anxious. I don't have a sermon written today, and that makes me super anxious. Um, But I will tell you, I believe that God has a word for his church. And I believe the word that he has for his church is of the faithfulness he has already displayed in his church, of what he has done in your life in these 21 days. And so, um, I just want to make room. That's all. I want us to make room to give glory to God. I grew up in a small little country church uh, here in East Texas, and we used to have Wednesday night prayer meetings, and we would uh, have revivals and If I say Brush Arbor Revival, does that mean anything to anybody in this room? Anybody old enough to be a part of that? All right, I've got some right here. Uh, The rest of you, Google Brush Arbor Revival, and you'll see us all in our bonnets. And, you know, we were, it was a thousand years ago. And, um, uh, but what we always did during those revivals and those prayer meetings is there was always this time where they would open it up and, and let people share what God was doing in their life and how God had worked in their life. And really all they were doing was making room for people to give glory to God and declare his faithfulness. Why? So that it would deepen our fellowship and increase our joy. And that's, that's what I want us to do this morning. And so um, I want to give you a challenge before we dive into this. It's a, just a three, three-pronged challenge here. Here's the first one. I want you to be courageous. Some of you have never stood up and spoken in a room with this many people in it, and already you've decided, I ain't moving. Not a chance, buddy. I want to encourage you to be courageous because God has spoken a word to your heart. Maybe God has brought an answer to prayer. Maybe he's just awakened a new desire and a love for him. You should share that. Why? Because it's going to deepen our fellowship and increase our joy in Jesus. We want to hear that. I want you to be courageous and share that story. Here's the other thing. Um, I want you to give glory to God and God alone. All right? This is about God's faithfulness. This is about God's goodness. And we're going to give glory to God and to God alone. And here's the last thing. I want you to be careful and be concise. Be careful. Be concise. Here's the careful. We have kids in the room. All right? Just remember, we got little ears in here. So be careful. Be concise. One to two minutes, it's about all it should take. If you go past two minutes, what's going to happen is just beneath your feet, a trap door is going to open, and uh, you're going to be whisked away. Uh, You'll end up right back at your seat, so I can't tell you how old we do that, but uh, you'll end up right back at your seat. It'll be really cool, and you'll... But one to two minutes, be courageous, give glory to God, be careful, and be concise. And so I want you already thinking, all right, I've been praying for 21 days. How has God spoke to my heart? What is he? What, what prayers has he answered? How has he moved? 
And to kind of prime the pump, to, to, to get us started there, um, there are some celebrations that I want to put in front of you, some absolute answers to prayer. Uh, the first one is a couple on our Longview campus named Roger and Stacy Coleman. Uh, we celebrated the healing that God had brought into their life a couple of Wednesdays back, but I know many of you don't know them, and I wanted you to have a chance to put faces with those names and to hear their story from their mouth of how God healed Stacy's body. Would you just turn and watch this video for just a moment? I was born with a neuromuscular disease, and at the age of five, I was diagnosed with Charcot-Marie Tooth. Basically, what the disease is, is it eats away at my nerves, and then once the nerves are completely damaged, the muscles begin to stop working and atrophy and waste away. And because of my uh, disability that I have, I have lots of pain. Um, I've dealt with pain my entire life. The uh, nerve pain and neuropathy in my feet and arms and hands at times can be overwhelming. So about a month ago, I um, on a Monday, I noticed a new pain in my leg. At the end of that week, I completely lost the ability to walk. Um, I couldn't put my foot on the ground at all. I couldn't let the blanket touch my foot. And I remember it was on a Friday. Um, I was at home by myself and I, um, just cried out in desperation and I was tired. I was tired of the pain. I was tired of fighting it. Um, I was scared and I was lonely. And I um, just cried out to the Lord. I had worship music playing and, and I, just, I just told him, I give up. I can't do it anymore. I, I'm done, I can't do it. And in that moment, he very loudly and very clearly spoke to me and said, my prayer life had shifted. I had lost the focus. Before, my whole life was focused on giving Him the glory and the honor through the pain and the suffering. But in that moment, I realized that I had taken my eyes off of the Lord and, and put them on to myself. And so, we were already making plans that we were going to get up really early Saturday morning while the kids are still asleep. We we're going to go to the ER and I would drop her off and just see if something was broken or see what had taken place during the week to cause her that much pain. That evening, I was getting ready to go to bed and I decided that I was gonna try and stand up. Um, I hadn't stood up all day. And so I, I go to get out of my wheelchair and step down and there was no pain. And that was the first thing I noticed, I didn't, even though if I was standing on my foot, I thought, well, maybe my foot's not down yet. Um, and when I looked down, my foot was completely flat on the ground. Um, and the significance of that is that I have not been able to put my foot flat on the ground for about four years now. The disease has torn every ligament and tendon and I have 100% nerve damage in both of my feet. And I would walk on the outside of my ankle, which is a big reason for the pain. And so in that moment, my foot was completely flat on the ground. There was no pain. And I cried out to my husband and, and our children. And I said, watch. And I started walking down the hallway and the kids immediately said, Jesus healed your foot. And so we stood there in the hallway and we, we just praised him. We thanked him. I think I went back to bed and just sat up for at least an hour with my mouth open. Um, could not believe it. And um, I'm just so gracious for this second chance. You know, my, 
I, I was in such a dark, deep place spiritually, and I needed spiritual healing before I could get that physical healing. If the Lord decides to take that healing away and, and allow my foot to go back to the way that it was, we're okay with that. And we, we know that we have seen a miracle. We've had doctors look at x-rays that we got before the healing and then after the healing. And, and they see things in the x-rays that are we can't even see, spacing issues and, and bones that have shifted and muscles that have been restored that are in those x-rays. And so we have what we need um, to get us through the rest of our lives. I, I have a, um, I've seen a small taste of heaven and, and I want more of it. Wow, that's incredible. Those were, those were bones that were out of their place. Those were muscles torn away from the bone, ligaments that were torn. And in a moment, God healed it. And you go, man, I just <laughs> never seen anything like that. I'm struggling to believe that. Uh, I'm telling you, that is true. God healed. Um, you go, great, I don't, I don't really know them. Well, We've got a similar story that's right here, a part of our Gilmer campus. And so I'm excited to share that with you. you guys. Welcome my good friend, Chris Lloyd, up to the stage this morning. Come on up here, Chris. So uh, Chris and his uh, precious wife, Kendra, and their family, they began a very difficult uh, journey about 18 months ago. And uh, back in uh, February of 2020, Yes, sir. Uh, Kendra was diagnosed with cancer. So tell us a little bit about that, brother. February 11th um, of 2020, uh, Kendra was diagnosed with uh, kidney cancer. And um, we uh, started this, that journey then. And uh, on February 17th, we went to the urologist there in Longview. And they had told us there that they could not do the surgery in Longview. It was more massive, more, more. Uh, she had runners running from that that tumor in her left kidney all the way up to the, in her heart valve, up to, up in her uh, main artery. It was almost to her heart valve, mm. and so they uh, decided, you know, you need uh, we need we can't do the surgery here. Can you? Uh, we need to get you in two places, MD Anderson or UT in Dallas, and so he, they don't. He said, don't be. Uh, anxious or anything like that. It may take two, three months for those doctors to call you. When we walked out of the, that, that doctor's office and got in the car, got three quarters of a mile down the road, and God was already answering prayers. MD Anderson was calling us. This was on a Tuesday, and on that, wanting to know if we could be at an appointment on that Thursday. And, you know, you sit there and you go, out of everybody in the world that's trying to get to MD Anderson, God has picked us mm. for that time. Mm. So we made those appointments, got there. Uh, she ended up having surgery on March the 12th and um, uh, removed the kidney. Uh, she was in the hospital there. We were in Houston almost a couple of months there after that surgery. Um, we came back home. And in June, we started uh, for uh, another visit. We thought we were going to get released, or she was going to get released to go to work. And um, it was the opposite. Her, um, she'd gotten some tumors in her uh, um, 
in her um, liver. And uh, she, uh, so, um, and they had told us it's terminal. They'd given her six months to two, to two years to live. Mm. And that we need to go back and get our affairs together. Mm. You know, you, you, got, you got a four hour ride home from Houston. You're sitting there going, how do you get your affairs together? But God opened every door on that way. Mm. He furnished the lawyers for the wheels. We didn't pay anything for that. He furnished a place to stay while we were there. God furnished that. Didn't cost us anything. So this through this journey that we, uh, it, I was, it's, it's it's her story. I was I was just for the had the, got to ride with it. So, but it was uh, it's such a good uh, story. But um, I worked I work in Tyler, so I could drive back and forth to work. I was still working and stuff, and God just put on. My, my stead hold first was driving back and forth was uh, Deuteronomy 31.8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you mm-hmm. or forsake you. Mm. Do not fear or just be in dismay. And so we had to go to MD Anderson every month to do treatments. And we got, the next time we went, there was a tumor in her lining of her stomach. So the, the tumors were moving and growing. We went back the next month. We had tumors in her left lung, three in her left lung, one in her right lung. Uh, we went, and God was, God had brought people in and out of our, in our lives and taken people that were out, would have been a, a problem out of our lives so we could focus on what he was mm-hmm. doing. And... We had a little church in South Florida crochet a, a blanket, a prayer blanket. And when we needed something, that prayer, God provided that prayer blanket. Mm. And it comforted her through, she would carry it on her trips to Houston. But, um, so we got to, on December 3rd, uh, we got to MD Anderson's tumors were still getting larger. And we were on our way home on December the 5th. And it was like, well, you know, we're going to give God the glory no matter what. Mm. No matter which path this goes. And so at that time, I know Kendra got a piece over it. I got a piece over it. And it's just like everything, just like the trees were greener. The skies were bluer. You know, God was, you could feel him just do it, start working. When we went back on December 28th, uh, the tumors, it was the first time the tumors had not gotten any larger. In October, I was already talking to hospice for her and and starting to try to line all that up. Mm. Um, But on January 1st, her short-term disability where she worked dropped her. And I, tried, I was putting her on my insurance. My insurance didn't pick up until March the 18th. So for two and a half months, she had no treatments. We had no doctors. We had a, a, a consultations all we had, but we had no other anything else. Uh, March the 18th, or yeah, March the 18th, they gave her the okay to get a CT scan. When we went to the seat, got the CT scan. The tumors are already reducing in size. Mm. 
This was no doctors. This was no treatments. It was God working. And then every time we went back after that, the tumors got smaller and they got smaller. And as of March the, or October the 5th of this month, she is in remission. Amen. So, it's awesome. God, has been, God gets the glory for this. God has done everything. He started from day one, and he, he's still working. But God gets the glory. That's right. That's right. Man, and church, hey, I just want to tell you, Kendra gets to be with us this day. Y'all just celebrate with Kendra what God is doing. We've been praying for you, lady, and we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praying. God is the God who can do immeasurably, immeasurably above all that we could ever ask or imagine. I want you to notice something about these two stories. On their car ride home in December, in her bedroom praying, God did a work in the heart before he did a work in the body. <laughs> Sometimes that's just what he does, right? Um, and so... Here's what we're going to do next. And you go, well, Pastor, my, my story's not that, you know, sensational. So those are unbelievable. But listen, those are amazing breakthroughs. But if God has spoken a word through your prayer and fasting at all, it's a breakthrough, right? I don't have a miraculous healing, but the Lord spoke a word to my heart in 21 days, and it was a breakthrough I needed. So I'm going to ask Liz and Ryan to go ahead and get into uh, position and... Remember, if you are a part of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want to ask you, be courageous, give God the glory, be careful, be concise. But now's the time. And in every service, there's this awkward moment where nobody wants to be first. And so I just want to ask, who's going to be courageous? Be the first one to say, I prayed and fasted for 21 days, and here's, the, here's how God spoke to my heart over this season. It's the same, yeah. Ben's the same every service. Doug, thank you, sir. Somebody's got to get us out of the starting blocks. You know what I mean? Thank you, Doug. Um, so for me, uh, God spoke to me about what my priorities are. I had in my mind exactly what my missions were, my mission efforts and the things that he wanted me to do. And he spoke to me that that was not the right priorities, that I had priorities wrong. Um, I'm still working on those priorities and, and really changing my life to act on what God was telling me are my priorities that I had messed up. And uh, that's the, the short of it. Is awesome. It's priorities. Man, that's breakthrough. That's breakthrough. You would be floored at the number of people who emailed and texted in stories like Doug that, that just went for 21 days. I asked God, what should be first in my heart? And he just started transforming my priorities in my life. Matter of fact, I want to share one with you. We're, yeah, I just want to share one while we're getting ready. This is from Macy. This is somebody who shared online. Macy said this, my mom has been battling brain cancer for over a year. She is now on hospice. I never thought I would be strong enough to face this trial, but God has given me such spiritual, spiritual strength that I've begun to rely on him like never before. And despite the pain and the suffering, I know he's good. And he's going to give comfort and peace to me and my family. So think about that. God hadn't brought the healing, but he gave a breakthrough. Amen? That's breakthrough. I, I didn't see the hand that went up. And so, oh, there wasn't one? All right. Who's, who wants to share where God has brought breakthrough? 
All right. Tell us who you are. I know who you are, but not everybody in the room might know. So tell us who you are and tell us what God spoke to your heart. Okay. Well, I'm Jolene Harrison. And my biggest prayer for myself was we all go that season where we're, you know, on fire. We're chasing after God. And I've lost that. So that mm. was my prayer. And my breakthrough was that even though I was praying and reading my Bible and doing all things I thought that I should, I was still putting it on, oh, well, I'm doing the right things. You know, I'm getting this done. And it's not working. So you open my eyes and let me know that, you know, I feel like you said, give him the glory. Yeah. And that will come. I can't depend on myself. I got to let him do it. And yeah. that's basically it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. God has just deepened that relationship. He's been faithful. He's been, and here's, here's what that does for my heart is it just reminds me that deepens my fellowship with you because my breakthrough was like that. It just was an increase of my love for Jesus over these last 21 days. Who will share? What, God, what has God spoken to your heart of the last 21 days as you've prayed? Where has God moved? Jess is coming, all right. And Kylie, we'll get to you uh, next. Hi, I'm Jessica Allen. And um, God has just done a, a huge work in our family. Um, for those, some know, but some don't. Um, back in March of this past year, um, my daughter got what was just a normal infection, a strep infection. And um, her body ended up having a response where the antibodies that are supposed to attack the strep actually attacked her brain. And we learned about a very rare illness we'd never known about before where a child gets sudden um, psychiatric symptoms. And we were in a very uh, scary and dark place that we never imagined we'd be in. Mm -hmm where our previous joyful, active child was so out of her head mm. and didn't want to live and trying to seek different medical interventions to help her. And this church family prayed for us. They lifted us up. Our team members stepped up and helped carry the load and over the process of the last few months she has begun to heal and we went from a place of not being able to tolerate hardly any light sensory stimulus complete just confusion and being out of her head to working our way up in the last few weeks, she has now uh, doing full days at school. She made sure of her relationship with Christ and got baptized last Sunday. Yes, she did. And she stood up here and led and worshiped with the Glow Kids today. <laughs> and from where we were at, you know, jumping out of my car on the freeway, totally just out. She has, we are still on the journey and there's still ups and downs, but I cannot let a moment pass not to give God glory for what he's done in her life. Amen. And just to praise him for carrying us through those dark nights. And I just, I just want to give him glory for just the healing he's done and just for getting us through that 
across this point, and I'll just give him the praise and the glory. Amen. Thank you. That's a breakthrough. That's a breakthrough. Uh, I think Kylie was going to tell us who you are and what has God spoken over these last 21 days. I, oh, I'm Kylie Herman, and over the last 21 days, um, God has just really done a serious work in our family. Oh, I'm getting emotional. Um, I started a new job uh, two weeks ago, and so my kids uh, lost their health insurance, and we were going to put him them on my husband's health insurance, um, but there was just a little bit of a waiting period. And after the waiting period, we were going to have to pay um, double the deductions um, to start on November 1st. We found out last week that my husband was promoted um, to detective. And our first paycheck that the deductions will start will be whenever his new raise hits. And it's just been amazing just how God has like provided for us Thank always, yeah. no matter what. And I, I just told him, I was like, God just, he always provides. Like, yep. there's not a time where he's never done it. And I was like, we just have to work it out. We just have to. And yep. like, we're, we're talking like hundreds of dollars worth of deductions we're going to have to pay. Yep. And so it was just nice to know that, you know, he loves us and that he, you know, takes care of us yep. in everything. That's right. Thank you for sharing. That's a breakthrough, man. Needed God to move, needed God to provide in a way that they weren't sure how he was going to provide. <laughs> the Lord gave a promotion. That's what he did. That's fantastic. Man, I love that. But while you're thinking, I, I want to share with you what God's done in my heart over the last 21 days. You know, I, um, uh, it, it's hard to stand up as, as a pastor and just admit that, uh, you know, I think part of our job, we think, is we got to make sure nobody sees the chinks in the armor and uh, the scars uh, on us. And, uh, but the truth is, your pastors and ministers and staff, we struggle just like you do. And um, uh, I have always had an issue with food in my life. You're like, that guy? Yeah, look, I know. <laughs> and um, even from when I was a kid, uh, you know, it was a thing that I always used uh, to satisfy and to feel uh, satisfied. And um, whether I was happy, sad, excited, didn't matter. And when you're a kid and your metabolism is at full tilt, you can do whatever you want. You can live off cheeseburgers and your body doesn't care. Well, as a 45-year-old man, it goes, sorry, Bubba, you can't do that anymore. And I really become, became convicted. And, and over these last 21 days, I became keenly aware through my time of fasting that there were things that I had allowed into my life that I was medicating with to cover a deficiency in my relationship with the Lord. And I remember one day this week, happened this week, we was talking to Liz and Ben about it. It was one day this week um, where I thought about food so much through the day because I was hungry. I just thought about it, thought about it. And finally, the Holy Spirit, there was this moment of clarity where he goes, you hear how often the alarm is going off and you're thinking about eating? You see that? He's like, 
What if that alarm rang for my presence that often? Constantly desiring me, constantly wanting more of me, desiring more of me in your life. And um, I'm not saying he's delivered me from this issue. I'm saying he's put his finger on it and he's doing a work in it. And uh, the other thing I would add to that is this. Um, For 21 days, I have not had a sweeter time in the word of God than I've just recently had in these last 21 days. It has been an absolute breakthrough just in the sweetness of my time in God's word. And so those have been the ways God's brought a breakthrough in my life in these last 21 days. Well, who, I've been praying, I've been fasting for 21 days. How has God spoken to you? Be courageous, give God the glory, be careful, be concise. All right. Ben's about to come up here and share. Are you, are you getting up to share, Ben? Oh, sorry. I thought I thought I saw you walking this way, brother. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Right here. Yes. Tell us who you are. Yeah. Tell us who you are. Tell us where God brought breakthrough. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole a Hopper. And for those of you that don't know, um, God has just done a lot of changes in mine and my husband's life, our family. And we moved from Wisconsin um, in January of 2020, right before COVID hit. Um, And I do have in-laws in uh, Pritchett, um, but they were high risk for COVID. So I didn't know anybody here. And then the little bit of family we had here, I couldn't see them because they were being very cautious. So I was just desperate for friends and community, Mm. um, you know, and um, over the last 21 days, um, well, over the last year and a half, God kind of showed me that he brought us here to really strengthen my relationship with him and trusting him. Like, that's so hard. Um, You know, I'm just independent. I was raised, you take care of yourself, you work hard, you make money, you take care of your family. It's about you doing it, not God doing it. Um, And he's really taught me that I have to trust him to do that. Uh, So anyways, though, so over the last 21 days, um, I had a dinner with some girlfriends that I have met through a Bible study that someone here had started for women. And um, I laughed till I cried. We just had so much fun at dinner. And I was like, it was just such a breath of fresh air and thankfulness that God brought me friends that I could laugh with, you know? Like how many friends do you have that you can laugh with? And especially when you have to start over in a new place. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And anyways though, so he just brought me to this place that as I was praying and I was reading my Bible and all of a sudden I just had this rough morning And as I was reading my Bible, he just gave me this peace and thankfulness that I'm in Texas. And I know y'all are Texas pride here, okay? Uh, (laughs) um, But I haven't really been thankful that he brought me here. Yeah. Um, And he gave me that thankfulness, which just is a relief, you know, that I'm where he wants me and he's working on me. And, you know, we're all a work in progress. And he gave me people and church, uh, a community, and really be the church. And he gave me people to do that with, you know, and I'm just so thankful for it. Wow. Thank you for saying that. What a great breakthrough. Ben, why don't you take a minute? My name is Ben Lofton, and I'm going to share now. Um, you know, I have done some fasting before in, uh, in the past, and um, one of the things that I think the Lord revealed to me in this is um, I am a, 
I've told, I've told several people this before, but I, I can be hard on my, my kids, my sons especially. Uh, and there's a reason for that. I don't think I'm just being harsh or mean. I'm hard on them because when life gets difficult, I want them to hear my voice and the things that I tell them. I want them to remember. But I think sometimes in that, I, I lack the grace to love them as, as uh, aggressively as I, as I parent them. And um, as we began this, I just began the Lord to... Um, I was just asking him to give me a tender side with them, to, uh, to be able to show them that um, as a man, as a father, that I can love them gently and, and lovingly and tenderly and, and not be this, uh, just this guy that's full of all these expectations. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not telling you that I'm lessening the expectations because I don't, uh, and I don't, think I, I don't think the Lord's called me to that. Um, but he has allowed me to soften in the last, and I, I've noticed it visibly in the last couple of weeks especially, and just be more gentle and, and, and more loving and just spend more time telling my boys, all my kids, but especially my boys, that I love them and how proud I am of them and just all those things. And uh, I've always been that, but I think sometimes I get caught up trying to raise a specific type of man and I lose sight of the fact that they are the men they are and they're going to be who God's created them to be. And I want to yeah. I want to love and foster and foster that. So, uh, uh, and it was encouraging for me. And I, I would say this, one thing that I have noticed, one thing that I've been blessed with through this 21 days and even before that was getting to hear all the stories of everything that God's done at New Beginnings since we started the prayer, just the direction that God is moving uh, uh, this church has really been food for my soul to to, to see what God has done for Kendra Lloyd and has done for Roger and Stacey Coleman and has done for all the other people that said, God healed me or this, or God's repairing my marriage, or God's doing this with my children. And um, to be reminded that this is not just something we do, but that, that I get to, I get, a ch- I get a chance to participate, yeah. uh, and and celebrate the, the the living God that does exactly what we ask Him to do if we believe it, and yeah. uh, that has been encouraging uh, for me over the last twenty one days. So, I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Ben. Brought breakthrough, and how He's raising His voice, and just listen. It deepens our fellowship. It increases our joy. Well, listen, church. We we're we're out of time, but I want I want to say this to you. If God has done this kind of work. If you've been a part of this time of prayer and fasting, you've been getting texts from us. And if you have a story of breakthrough and you wanna share that, text that story in to that number so that we can receive that and celebrate that. And so um, I, I want you to know this morning, I just feel compelled to say this. The God who has moved in these people's lives is real and he loves you and he cares for you, and he wants a relationship with you. And if you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, that is the first breakthrough he wants to do. He wants to break through your heart and transform you and make you new. And so I wanna tell you, if you have not done that, when this service ends, I want you to beeline to me, beeline to Ben, come to Liz, come grab Carrie, come grab Ryan, grab one of our staff members and just say, and I'm hearing about him, I need to make him the Lord of my life.